there's a party. How was the party? Yeah, no party because I didn't get invited anywhere anyways. It was 11, 40, 55 and we were late. I think my wife was sleeping. Anyways, anyways, anyways. So I'm ready. I don't know about you guys. It's been two weeks since we haven't had a service and I'm excited about today. I'm going to be sharing a, a little talk before uh, we enter into the the Ways of Jesus material, which is going to be a year-long series. The Ways of Jesus. With little messages uh, in between that's going to talk on, you know, touch on everything that we, relationships and kids and all that stuff. But the whole series is going to be a year-long series. If you didn't know, now you know. So are you guys ready? Yes. Well, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Isaiah 43, 18... And 19 says this, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past, which a lot of us do, right? But today it ends. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Huh. Let me ask you guys a question. What do you think is the difference between people that are filled or fulfilled in life and the rest of the world. What do you think the difference is? And when I say fulfilled, I mean that they, they have great relationships. They, they love their life. They're strong financially and they're generous with the people around them. What do you think the difference is between those people and the rest of the world? The, the rest of the world, meaning those who are struggling, uh, struggling relationally, those who are struggling financially, and those who feel empty inside and try to fill that emptiness with sex, drugs, and alcohol, and then comes the regret, and then comes the pain. Right? I think we all know somebody that is in that situation. But what is the difference between those people that are fulfilled and those who are often struggling? What do you guys think is the difference? Okay. Well, let me start by telling you what, what it's not, okay? Uh, the, the difference is not their intelligence. It's not their talent. It's not their appearance. Hey, if they look like Brad Pitt, well, he might be successful. No, 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 no. Because we've seen smart people who are miserable, and we've seen talented, talented people that are broke, and we've seen attractive people that can't hold on to a relationship. Right? That was me, you know, attractive, but couldn't hold on to it. Ah. <laughs> At least my wife thinks I'm attractive still. Anyways, what do you think the difference is? Here it is. Take notes. If you're taking notes, take it, okay? You, people go to counseling, go to psychologists, psychiatrists, and all that. And he, I'm going to give it to you for free. You don't have to go to counseling. Here we go. You guys ready? You know what the difference is? Decisions. Bah. Huh. Decisions. Our decision, their 
decisions are incredibly important. In fact, here's your first fill-in. The quality of your decisions determines the quality of your life. Huh. Put that on your wall. The quality of your decisions determines the quality of your life. You make your, your decisions and your decisions end up making you. The problem is, is that most of us are not good at making good decisions. <laughs> Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> We're not good. And making good decisions. We want to eat right, right? A lot of us, resolutions, you know. Are you laughing? <laughs> she probably made something and not following them anymore. Anyways, we, eat, we, we want to eat right, right? Hey, hey uh, resolution, I'm going to eat right. But we don't. We want to be wise with our money, but we decide to buy things we can't afford. And we want to be wise with our words, and we, but we end up saying things that we, we, we regret. We want to do the right thing, but we end up doing the wrong thing. We want to love the people around us, but unfortunately, sometimes our decisions end up hurting the people that are around us or that we love the most. We want to be good decision makers, but the problem is most of us aren't. <laughs> but... I'm going to give you some ideas of how to change that. You guys ready? Okay. But first, I'm going to start with some of my bad decisions. I'm going to tell you a story, but a little, some of my bad decisions, right? I know most of them know my stories, but I know I like to uh, share them because some people think that oh, the pastor, he never lived a, 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 sinless, uh, he lived a sinless life. And, you know, no, no, no. Let me tell you a little story. Okay. My bad decisions. I believe it or not, I was like, you know, I was an up-and-coming rock star. Yeah. I was in a band, a rock band, and, and you were made for loving me, baby. I was made for loving you. <laughs> Somebody lied to me. Somebody lied to me and told me I could sing and I believed it. Bad decision. I also wanted to be like Scarface, you know, ah, say hello to my little friend with drugs and all that stuff. And I end up and ended up in prison. Bad decision. And that's when I realized I was not a good decision maker. Because I ended up in a cell. Why do we struggle to make good decisions? Why? I'm going to give you three. The first one is this. One is we're overwhelmed with choices. From the moment you wake up, uh, what do I eat? What am I going to wear? Wait, should I take a shower? Should I brush my teeth? I hope you brush your teeth. But anyways, so many decisions. All day long, Right? And what happens is because we have, we have to make so many decisions, our decision muscle literally becomes fatigue. Now, I'm not making it up. Scientists have termed the phrase decision 
Fatigue. Huh. Things that make you go. Essentially, what happens is, is the, as, the, as the volume of decisions increase, the quality of decisions decrease. Because we're, we're, we might be day making decisions all day long, right? Moment after moment, all day long, our decision-making muscle gets tired. You make all kinds of great, amazing decisions at work, and then you come home and you eat pizza. Tamales. And you overdo it on La Rosca. And maybe you already tried all the Soy TJ burgers. Keep doing that, but you know. Right? You make all these great decisions at work. Some of you are like, you know, decisions that affect. A lot of money, or had you know, you know, you're making all these amazing. Some some of you are in the, in the in in the hospital, making amazing, miraculous decisions. But then you get home, and you just you eat, you drink, and you do all kinds of stuff. Right? Because your decision muscle has become fatigued because of the volume. The quality starts to decrease. Huh. Number two, we're afraid of making the wrong choices. This is especially true for those of us that are Christians because we don't want to miss God's will. Like, hey, 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 should, should, should I get this job or should I get a job? Should, should I date this person or should I not date this person? This home or that home? This car or that car? Should I say hi to that person? Should I speak to that person or should I not speak to that person? You right, right? We, 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 don't, we, we, we don't decide. And when, when you don't decide, you actually are making a decision. Right? What we have to understand is that Indecision is actually a decision. Not deciding if you're going to go this way or you're going to go that way. It's a decision. You're going to be stuck. And indecision is the enemy of progress. You're not going to move forward. And if you don't move forward, nothing changes. And you're going to be telling the story that you hear most people tell. I could have been, should have been, would have been. Right? Number three. We let emotions overrule logic. Huh. You know how this plays out? Your, your, your kid uh, upsets you, and the logic, the logic says, be patient, but emotions are, yeah, as long as I brought you in this world, I'll take you out. <laughs> or maybe you have an unexpected temptation, and your logic says, that's dangerous, and your emotion says, let's party, baby. And then... Why did I do that? He just used me. It hurt. 
wounds, regret. So often it's the emotional decisions that end up hurting us or hurting uh, others most. The emotional decisions. So church, what I want to encourage you to do in 2023 is this. Here's your feeling. Don't make permanent decisions based on temporary emotions. Huh. Don't make decisions that are going to impact you for years to come based on, on the emotion you feel in the moment. So why does this matter? Because the quality of decision determines the quality of your life. The quality of your, our decisions determines the quality of our lives. We make our decisions and our decisions make us. You are where you are. We are where we are. Because of decisions that you took. So there's no one to blame. You can't be, oh, Pancho, Julio, uh, Oxo attendant, Migra, Trump. No. It's like. Right? Oh, he hurt me. There's a bunch of red, flag, red flags probably. One of, one of the best ways to live a, a, a forward, a moving forward, people loving, God glorifying life is to decide. Here it goes, okay? Some people go to counseling and pay thousands and thousands of dollars for this, okay? Here you go. Write it down. Decide before... What you're going to do later. Decide before what you're going to do later. One of the, our best spiritual tools is to decide now what you want to do later. There is power in choosing ahead of time before you're in the moment. Right? Deciding over here, so when I'm in this situation, I already know what I decided over here, what I'm going to do here. Our goal, with God's help, of course, as followers of Christ, is to ask God to help us make some pre-decisions to decide ahead of time what we're going to do in the future so that we honor God when we make those decisions. Proverbs 16.3 says this. Whatever you do. The scripture says. Commit to the Lord. Whatever you do. And he will establish your plans. Wow. 
commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans. If you're dating somebody, commit your dating relationship to the Lord. If you're married, commit your marriage to the Lord. If you're parenting, commit your parenting and your children to the Lord. If you're making financial decisions, commit your financial decisions to the Lord. If you're making making professional decisions, relational decisions, friendship decisions, whatever you're going to wear, whatever you're going to eat, commit everything to the Lord. And scripture says that he will establish your plans. Seek him first in all of his righteousness and he will be all those things that will be added on to you. Amen. Amen. And there's no better time to decide that than in the beginning of the year. There's a lot of resolutions. Maybe every single one of you had a New Year's resolution. How are you doing with it? It's a moment to restart. And if, you, and if you started and then you stopped, it's a moment. Every day can be a moment to restart again. Amen? Amen. Here's how it's going to play out in our lives. When we're going to determine a course of action before the moment of decision. Okay? And we will look something like this. Whenever we're faced with a scenario, whatever it would be, should I look at porn? Should I lust? Should I buy this? Should, should I reach out to that person? Should I have sex outside of marriage? Should I respond to that? Should I yell? When I'm faced with a scenario, we decided ahead of time with God's truth what we will do in any given situation. Amen? Example, right? If you have a, a problem with impulse purchasing and you're at the store, you're Walmart or you're like Beth and Beth and Beyond or wherever those places are called. And then you show up and you're like, ooh, it must be God's will. It's 10% discount. Ooh, on candles. <laughs> I had to put it in there, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, what we can do is we can pre-decide they're going to wait three, de- three days before we buy anything. Yeah. Wait. No pasa nada. Wait. How about when you're, when you're worried about something and you know anything can go wrong and you, and you can lose your faith in God and you worry. When you worry, you're losing your faith in God. Well, you're all worried, right? That's what you're doing. You're losing your faith in God. So we're going to pre-decide instead of going to the people, instead of going to the bottle, instead of going to your ex or, so, or whatever, right? I'm going, to, I'm going immediately to God because I have pre-decided I'm going to pray. What if somebody, uh, uh, you know, cuts you off? Because it happens here. Somebody, you know, cuts you off, you know. What you're going to do is you're going to decide before what you're going to do. And what you're going to do is instead of praying for them to go to hell, you're going to pray for them to go to heaven, right? And instead of saying, hey, you're number one, you know, hey, you're number one. 
do that. Amen? We're going to predecide how we respond in that moment. When you look at scripture, you see that over and over and over again. Uh, God's people predeciding in the moment and now uh, and what they were going to do, what they're going to do later. You see it over and over again. You can read it in, the, in, in Ruth, the book of Ruth, if you know the story, right? Ruth made a very strong commitment to Noemi, Naomi, Naomi. Ruth decided ahead of time what, that whatever happens in the future... No matter where you go, your people will be my people. Your God will be my God. It had already been decided. So that's what she did. Daniel is the guy, is the king of predecisions. Right? He and his friends were taken hostage, and and, and then his captors tried to brainwash them. Hey, you have to think the way we think. You have to eat the food that we eat. And and this could have been dishonoring to God. And scripture says that Daniel resolved. He had already decided, he pre-decided not to defile himself with, with royal food and wine. He didn't wait, right? He didn't wait until he got into the dining room to make the decision. Some of us, you know, we're in the bedroom and we're like, uh, uh, no, no, you have to decide, if you're not married, right? Decide what you're going to put in that situation, right? What you're going to do or not even put yourself in that situation. You, you got to resolve. Daniel resolved. Not to defile himself. He had predetermined because of my faithfulness. He was like, because of my faithfulness to God, I won't be weak in a, in a, in a future moment. I've already predecided to honor God. Why? Because he knew who and what he valued. Values. Values are important. Let me ask you this. As you move into this new year, with a perfect opportunity to honor God. Let me ask you this. Marco, what do you value? Kelly, what do, what do you value? Adam, what do you value? What is the most important thing or things to you? When people... Think about you. What do you want them to think about you? What, what do you want to be known by? What do you value? Think about it. Let me ask you this. What values has God put in your heart? 
You might say, well, I, I value integrity. I, I value faithfulness. I want to be faithful to my God and faithful to my friend and faithful to my spouse. You might say, I value purity. And in a world of filth and lust, I want to honor God with, my, with a life of purity. And you might say, I, I value generosity. God so loved the world, right? I want to be a giver. I want to be like my God. What do you value? Determine your values. Why is it so important? Because here's your feeling. When your values are clear, your decisions are easier. You write it down. I'm not, I'm not charging you for this. <laughs> when your values are clear, your decisions are easier. I've already predecided based on God's word and the values that He put in me what I will do in those moments. What I will do in those the situation. So whenever I'm faced with the situation because of God's truth, because of what I value, I have predecided what particular action I will take. You gotta be like, who? You gotta be like ready for this because you're gonna get knocked down, slapped around, you end up in prison, deported, divorced, or something. <laughs> let me let, let me break it down. How this will play out, right? Well, I promise you, it, it will play out again and again and again and again because decisions are happening at every second, every moment. The decisions need to be made, right? And, 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 and they're going to come again and again and again. And, and, and save. And when you predecide, it will save you from unwise decisions and that you might regret. Sometimes even for the rest of your life. So here's what happens. Decisions determine direction, and direction determines destiny. Here we go again, so you could write it down, Rosie. Decisions determine direction, and direction determines destiny. Our unwise decisions tend to compound negatively, and our wise God-honoring decisions tend to compound in a positive God-honoring way. So once you make the decisions, and you take another, your life is going to be different. I know that you're thinking right now. What, I mean, if you haven't thought about this, think about it. What do you value? What do you value? And here it goes another one. Are your decisions moving you in that direction? Or is it just like, we'll coffee. Hey, what's up? What's your sign? Hey, yeah, you. <laughs> Let's keep it real, right? Yeah. Oh, you got it going on. Wow. Oh. If the coffee's strong, you make up even more stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what do you value? 
Are your decisions moving you in that direction? And here's another big question. If your life is moving in that direction with the decisions that you're making, do you like the direction your decisions are taking you? You live, you speak with what you, how you live, you're preaching. Your kids are watching and listening. Do you like the direction your decisions are taking you? Or are you just going with the flow wherever the word takes me? Free. Do you like it? Let me ask you this. Do you like or love or maybe even hate your life right now? It's your decisions that brought you or have you there. If you don't like it and you don't like where your decisions are taking you, Well, I think today is the day that you take your life back. Right? Right? Yeah, Pastor, yeah, cool. It's time to pre decide. To do something different. Pre-decide when I'm faced with the situation. Because of who God is. And because the value that he put in me. I'm not going to wait. Until I'm in that situation. To make a decision based on my emotions. Or whatever I'm feeling. Or if I'm feeling sick or weak or toxic. I'm not going to wait. Instead I'm going to predetermine Before I get there. What I'm going to do. Right? So why is this so important? Because most of us have these negative qualities and here they go, right? I think we all fit into these negative qualities. The first one is this, that we're inconsistent. We want to be consistent and we start off doing the right thing, but sometimes we get tired and end up doing the wrong thing. And here's another one. We're often unprepared and we have a spiritual enemy. His name is Satan and and Satan is attacking and we often, uh, we're not on guard. We're not on, we're like, video games and whatever. We're not on guard. We're not prepared. It's kind of uh, a spiritual laziness. And we let life come at us rather than us come at life. Woo! Here's another negative quality. We're selfish. (laughs) How does this benefit me? You know, when you see a picture of eight people, I'm not looking at the other seven. I'm looking at me. How do I look? I think you're all guilty of that. (laughs) And otherwise, we're short-sighted. We often do what feels good in the moment, not thinking about the long-term consequences. Another negative quality is that some of us, when, when the things get tough, we tend to quit. 
We tend to walk away. We throw the towel. It's this is too hard for me. I don't like that challenge. I quit. Yeah. We're inconsistent. We're often unprepared. We're selfish. We're so short-sighted. And we tend to quit. Matter of fact, where's the rest of the band? Let's go. Por favor. So what I want to do, this is record timing for me to be done. You know, they always make fun of me. Fito's going to preach for an hour. That's the Holy Spirit, not me. <laughs> Woo! I haven't been up here for a while, so hey. So this is what I want to do. I want this to be a day that we really celebrate. (laughs) I want to compel you. I want to motivate you. We're going to take or make six predetermined resolutions about who we are. Okay? Because when you know who you are, you will know what to do. When I was a criminal, I acted like a criminal. When I was a drug addict, I acted like a drug addict. When I was like supposedly Casanova, I was acting like Casanova. Now I'm a faithful husband and I'm happily married. When you know who you are, you will know what to do. When your values are clear, your decisions are easier. So because we know we, we, when we're, where we're vulnerable, we all know, right? We all know where we have our weaknesses. We're going to pre-decide that we're these six things. You guys ready? Are you guys ready? Okay, here we go. So when the devil attacks... We're not going to be unprepared. We're going to be on guard. Where are you? I am ready. When it's easy to be inconsistent, we're going to be consistent. What are you? I am consistent. In the world where uh, people often stray and lose their passion for God, we're going to be devoted to God. What are you? I am devoted to God. In a world that tends to be selfish, we're going to be, we're going to choose ahead of time what I have that I belong to God and I'm going to be generous. What are you? I am generous, right? In a world that's unfaithful, where there's unfaithfulness and it seems seems unfaithfulness is the normal and we are not the normal what are we going to be? we're going to be faithful and finally Jesus said on the cross I did everything the Father sent me it is finished we need to finish too we need to finish too so we don't back down we don't walk away we are finishers what are we? we are are finishers that's who you are that's who we are 
And with God's help, we are pre-deciding as we enter this year, we are not what the world says we are. We are not what the devil says we are. We are not what we did in the past. We are not what anybody else thinks we are. We are who God says we are. And when you face a certain situation, we have predetermined here is who I am. And here is what we do. What are we? We're ready. We're consistent. We are devoted. We are generous. We are faithful. And we are finishers. Woo! Amen. Amen. Happy New Year. (laughs) Isaiah 43, 18-19. Here it is again. Forget the former things. Church, forget the former things. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, the Lord says, I am doing a new thing. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for your Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord God, as we start this year, that we are reminded who we are. Because when we know who we are, we will know what to do. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There is no other name above you. In your name we pray. Amen.